Welcome. This is the Club NFT podcast where we focus talking to project founders in the Solana NFT space. You're going to want to hear about the helpful insights, innovations, all that's happening now and get clarity how NFTs as a tech and shifting to Web3 is the number one opportunity of our generation, especially if you're an entrepreneur, a fellow founder, an investor, you're going to want to listen in. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson, founder of Club NFT, a community where we help NFT investors profit. Let's get into this episode as we roll this clip. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. Um, we're at the Club NFT podcast here with Tony from Rug Revenants. And, uh, you know, we're here to talk uh, more about his project. We're here to give space for, you know, other entrepreneurs, other founders who really understand what this whole Web3 world's all about and how it's really being innovative and changing, you know, the space that we live in today on, you know, different ways of how we can earn money and different ways of how we can, you know, build companies, build products, do launches. And it's just really exciting to get, you know, unique new perspectives. Um, so Tony, he has a project. It's uh, it's fully launched. Um, they have a fully operational game. Um, you know, they they have secondary sales coming in, and they're constantly building. You know, one thing I appreciate about Tony is he's always showing up for his community. He's always on spaces. He's always, uh, you know, a big voice. And, um, you know, he genuinely cares. He wants to see people win. And, it, and it's really cool um, to have him on this podcast. So thank you for taking your time today. Um, so, so Tony, um, please, let's, let's start it off by, you know, sharing something like, you know, is there anything that the community doesn't know anything about, like doesn't know about you yet, like from your past experience or anything like that, um, that could be relevant to this podcast? I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, um, I don't know how much the community doesn't know, but just as a quick um, kind of summary of my background, uh, I spent, hi, my name is Tony Valkersal, I'm Fully Docs, um, the whole team is Fully Docs, you can check us out on our website, rugrevenants.io. Um, I spent uh, most of my career in video games and entertainment, um, started at Nintendo, worked there for, you know, four or five years, uh, led a lot of their uh, their data efforts, um, onboarded Oracle as a, as a data solution, and, and really set up the um, a lot of the backend data for what is now the eShop and at the time was the Wii Shop. Uh, and then I moved over to Amazon.com uh, where I led marketing for uh, a number of uh, video games businesses, uh, started with the digital video games business and then moved on to uh, the App Store, uh, launched a few of their mobile games. And then uh, eventually um, I was on the team that um, uh, acquired uh, Twitch and then created a program called Twitch Prime, uh, which is basically um, the set of prime benefits for video game customers. It actually functions very similar to an NFT. Uh, you get a bunch of digital content uh, every month that you can take advantage of as a function of being a prime member. Uh, and that's delivered on twitch.tv. So me and, me and a few of my buddies invented that, launched it, grew it to a pretty big business in Amazon, uh, which is still operational. Um, and, uh, and then uh, I moved on and started uh, working in the startup space. I led marketing for a company called Leafly for a while. They're like uh, Yelp for weed. Um, and uh, and then most recently, I've popped into the Web3 space and have been building um, you know, th- this, uh, this project, Rug Revenants. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, my company also owns Savannah, uh, which is a 2D metaverse uh, in the um, Solana ecosystem. Uh, and many of our, all of our games will end up in that uh, Savannah metaverse, including the Rug Revenants, which is currently playable uh, within the, the metaverse. Dude, like that's a, a very extensive background, right? And it really shows that you have a lot of experience 
you know, within the whole space entirely, you know, building a startup company to, you know, understanding video games, distribution, marketing, and, um, you know, really shows like, you know, there's, there's real people here that, you know, you guys are here to do big things and, and stick and stay for a while. So, um, yeah, I didn't know even half of those things. So it's definitely new information for me. I'm sure some people already know that, but, uh, bro, that's super cool. Um, yeah. So anyways, where, where can we even start with all this? Right. Because, you know, you said you worked for Nintendo, you worked, um, you know, a bit of, you know, from with Amazon, uh, you know, leading some marketing video games, all this stuff, um, you know, help found this product with Twitch prime. So t- tell me a little bit more in depth. Like, so w- what was your biggest like win out of those companies there? Like that you've helped uh, implement, like, tell me about that. Oh, definitely Twitch Prime unambiguously yeah. was the most successful thing that we did. Um, you know, we added tens of millions of Prime members to Amazon Prime, and each of those people is worth, you know, on average, more than a thousand dollars in in revenue to Amazon. Um, you know, the difference between going from being a Prime member to a non-Prime member, and so it was just you know hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in in contribution revenue or contribution profit that we added to the business. Uh, and it was, like I said, just kind of unambiguously a, a successful thing that that millions and, and millions of people enjoy every month. So um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, actually, I didn't mention my time at EA Sports. Um, I also created the loyalty program for Madden Ultimate Team. It's called Mutt Rewards. Um, and I was the the marketing lead for their uh, their esports program. Um, and in that job, I actually I got to create the uh, the Madden Championship Series belt. Uh, the NFL wouldn't let us make a trophy because the Lombardi Trophy is like iconic. And they, they only want there to be one, one trophy for NFL competitions. Um, and so we made a, a belt, like a wrestling belt to be the trophy. And it's like iconic and the community loves it. And that's, that's actually, that's the belt is probably the coolest thing that I've ever gotten mm-hmm. to create. Uh, and Twitch Prime's like the most successful for sure. That's super fun. And, uh, you know, in that experience there, like what, what was your role specifically? Well, on, on Twitch Prime, I was like the, my title was senior product marketing manager, but like I ran uh, all of marketing and I ran um, uh, a lot of our UX and, uh, and a lot of the, the, the way that we structured deals with, uh, with our partner uh, companies. So like a big part of my job was to like go and meet with Activision and say, hey, Activision, we would like uh, a, an exclusive character in Hearthstone for Prime members. And then Activision would come back to us and say, cool, our developers don't really want to do that because they're making video games. Uh, We would like some sort of value in exchange. And then my team would go back and say, okay, we will give you, uh, you know, this much time of coverage uh, on Amazon.com's homepage and we'll tweet about you and we'll we'll go do a bunch of stuff on Twitch.tv. And then uh, what do you think? And then they usually come back and say, great, we want all that and a bunch of money. And so my team would go back and, and figure out how much money we were going to give them relative to how much marketing we were going to do for them. Um, and so it was, it was a combination of uh, really discovering what the customers, uh, what prime members that were also video game customers wanted um, and what gamers wanted to, to, to get as free offerings in exchange for joining uh, Amazon Prime and then go and, and deliver those things by negotiating with, uh, with the game studios to, to create them and then deliver them. Um, and then also finding ways to deliver that message to as many people as possible. So coming up with a lot of the in-game messaging systems that um, that deliver those deliver that content was a big part of the job. Um, colloquially, they're called uh, messages of the day, MOTD. Um, like when you log into, a, if you, I don't know if you play MMOs or if you play 
Madden or really any game that has a, a live service component. Um, if you log in, there'll usually be a pop-up that says, here's all the shit you can do this week or today. Um, and that is, uh, we did a lot of building out of those systems as well. Uh, and then at, on Madden, um, I own the Ultimate Team uh, loyalty program from soup to nuts. It I came out of my head onto a piece of paper, uh, went and got it funded by the executive team, built a software team to build it and, uh, and launched it. Um, and then the loyalty program, uh, I was responsible for marketing, or sorry, not loyalty, the esports program, I was responsible for marketing. Um, so I, like I said, I got to create the belt. Uh, but another one of our, our recent hires here at my company, uh, Matt Mark, who was actually responsible for the esports product. Um, so he, we called each other. I was the sizzle to his stake. Um, and Matt actually, uh, he invented the League of Legends Championship Series. Um, so he's uh, got a long and, and storied background in mm. video games as well. He's currently making all of our uh, our, our pet battles, which is kind of like Pokemon uh, within the Savannah metaverse. That that's that's this is super cool, man. I, I really love the background, and and it adds a lot of value to who you are and and to your whole team, right? So, um, I think the experience is a really big play, especially when you're building out things like a video game and 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 a and a massive startup company and and an NFT project, right? So it's it's really really powerful. So, um, two questions was number one was you know, how did you get, um, you know, these type of jobs? Like what, what led you to, to getting those jobs? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, like a lot of good timing, good fortune, um, and being willing to like do whatever people who I thought could help further my career wanted me to do at any given time. Um, so, uh, when I, you know, when I was at, uh, Nintendo, I, I got the job at Nintendo cause I was working at a, a startup after college, a little, uh, ad agency. And I knew I wanted to work in video games. And so I was just applying to like literally every video game job that I could find. Like didn't matter what it was. Mm-hmm. I was, I was applying for it. Um, and so I uh, did that and then ended up getting this job as a, as a uh, customer experience analyst was my title when I started at Nintendo. And my job was to um, basically like own the website and make sure that people called or people went to the website instead of called Nintendo to, to solve problems. And then I just hustled a bunch there and I got to be good friends with um, a lot of the people who did the marketing stuff and who were working on the, the esports or the e-shops, the e-shop and, and realized that there was a gap and a need uh, for someone who could, who could really help manage the, uh, the data platforms. And so I, I taught myself SQL uh, and learned a lot about databases and then um, got myself uh, positioned as the, the owner of that, you know, that process. Um, and then uh did that, you know, did that for a little while and then applied at Amazon because I knew I wanted to continue to grow my career and, and really own marketing for, for a group. Um, they, and they liked my Nintendo experience. They liked my data experience because Amazon's a very data-driven company. And, uh, and so they hired me and, you know, it's kind of off to the races from there. Um, I, that first job I had at Amazon running digital video games marketing, uh, I was working for a guy named Larry Plotnick and another guy named Mike Frazzini. Um, Larry Plotnick's now the president of Big Fish Games, um, and uh, I, I worked for him the entire time I was at Amazon for, I don't know, like 12 years or 10 years. Uh, same thing with Mike. Mike just retired, um, and I think, actually, he was like the EVP of games, so I think Mike is probably just like traveling the world with his family now and not not working. Um, but both of those folks were my original manager and director at Amazon, and, and frankly, I just learned from them and followed them all around Amazon because um, yeah. they were incredibly talented people who grew my career. Yeah, you, le- you learn a lot from the, the team that you're plugged in with, right? So 
Um, and, and it sounds like, sounds like to me, basically, you know, you just had a burning desire to, to do well in this space and you're like, okay, I want to, I want to position myself. I want to, you know, get my feet in the door and then just work, work really well, solve bigger problems and, and get recognized and, 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 you know, rank up in your position. So really good work on that. Um, now, are you full time with, um, with rug reverence and, 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 um, Savannah land, but, um, yeah, are, are you full-time here now, or are you still operating any of the other jobs or businesses that you're doing? Uh, no, I'm, I'm full-time web three and, and the company, the overarching company, we actually have a lot of conversation around this internally. Our, our company name is one kin, uh, labs one, the number one, and then the letters K I N, um, our two, uh, original founders, J- Jack O'Neill and, uh, Jason Kingman mash their last names together. Uh, one O N E first part of O'Neill kin, uh, K I N first part of Kingman one kin. Uh, and then also kind of like a play on kindred, kindred spirits, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and so, uh, that's our, that's the name of our company. One kin labs. Uh, I'm the, the, uh, whatever C level of gaming. Um, Matt is our, our vice president of gaming, um and we're full-time in this we've we've made like i don't know two million dollars so far in bootstrapped uh revenue from different nft sales and uh development as a service you know we build video games for other people as well um and uh we've raised about eight hundred thousand nine hundred thousand dollars in uh uh friends and family uh round and we're actually we just closed uh, our lead investor for our our seed round uh in which we're going to try to raise about four million um, so we're, we're fully capitalized. We're all full-time. This is our, this is our job and this is our business. Hey, big congratulations on, um, you know, first year launches, right. And then also some of that, that raised equity from investors. So really big congrats on that. Um, super cool to see, cause you know, you're positioning yourself for the long run and yeah. So let's, let's talk, let's talk about that, right. Let's talk about, you know, the shift into web three, um, how, how has it been for you? Um, sort of, you know, where, where do you see it? Why, why you're really bullish with web three to begin with and like, you know, creating a company here, why does it make sense? Yeah, it's a great question. So a couple of reasons, one, it, it's just, it's the new friends here. And so that's just fun, right? I've been doing that for, I was doing that forever at Amazon, you know, chasing around digital video games first. And then, you know, we bought Twitch. And so I've, I've just always enjoyed being on yeah, you know, we when we bought when we bought Switch, it wasn't what it is now, right? There, there was a lot of like, why is this retail company buying this website where people go watch other people play video games, right? There's a lot of confusion around that, um, and and it was because we were really convicted that that you know being on the on the the bleeding edge of these spaces is really important. Um, I just got addicted to that, man. Like it's it's really fun, and so from you know just from a why am I here perspective, I like new shit. I like creating new shit. Um, I like building fun stuff and, and, and that's, that's, this presents an opportunity to do that. I'm also huge on community building and community development. Um, I created Amazon's first community marketing, uh, program. Uh, if you go on Reddit and you look up T-Back Gamer, which is my, my discord name as well, you can see Reddit posts from me being on the front page of Reddit 12 years ago, talking about Amazon video games and, and selling stuff to, to the denizens of Reddit. Um, and so, you know, I, I just love getting into communities, understanding what motivates them, just honestly becoming part of them. I'm, I'm a gamer myself. My daughter and I play video games every day. I, you know, have clocked hundreds of hours in games like Outer Worlds and Skyrim and I was addicted to Dark Age of Camelot when I was in middle, uh, high school and, and middle school and college. 
um you know i've got i've got a setup downstairs where i've got my gaming pc and two computers set up on the on the or two tvs set up on the wall so we can all play together as a family so i'm just real i'm motivated by all of that right like i want to be building stuff and in, in making my own video games and, and web3 really pr- pr- uh, creates an opportunity to do that both because you can find capitalization in the form of the projects that you that you build but also there's a lot more capitalization out there right now from traditional markets from people who just want to be in this space want to deploy capital and don't really know how and so you know it's it's a lot easier it's not easy but it's a lot easier for someone like me and Matt who have shipped titles at really big companies to go to some of these folks and say hey you want to be in web3 why don't you trust us with your money instead of like these finance mm. bros who haven't actually ever made a video game before or ship a piece of software? And and by the way, we have some of the finance bros too, which is nice. Dada. Sorry, my daughter needs something. I'm gonna mute real quick. That's all good. All right, I'm back. Cool. Um, sweet. Yeah. So. You know, honestly, man, it's super cool to see how, you know, uh, the shift into the Web3 world and and how that, you know, treat treats all of us. Right. It's super fun because, you know, you're you're like, man, this is this is new. This is exciting. Right. Which it all is. And and, oh, yeah. You asked about the shift, dude. That's what I what I would say the biggest challenge for me has been like really wrapping my head around how the marketing and the community is built here in in Web3. Right. Like. What I was just saying, when I was at Amazon, I had a lot of success building big communities that drove like just a lot of a lot of positive outcomes for both the community, meaning like the people, like I said, if you go look at the threads, the people on Reddit loved what I was doing there. Right? I was like legitimately friends with a lot of those people, still hang out with some of them. And uh, and and uh, when I came to Web three and I saw, I was like, oh, this is all built on community. I'm totally gonna, I totally rock how to do this. I know how to like, you know, integrate myself with the community and, and understand what they what they want. And, you know, be part of the crew. And it took maybe like six months before that really like happened, right? Like I was kind of like fumbling around on Twitter Spaces and like bopping from Discord to Discord, trying to network here and there, but like didn't really understand the culture, didn't really understand the language. And uh, and that was the most frustrating. My my one of my partners and I look at each other all the time, and he, my, his name's Mark. Uh, and he'll look at me and be like, dude, do you remember like six months ago when you called me and you were like, hey, man, like we might actually have to go find a, a Web3 marketing person because like I'm, I'm not doing this <laughs> right. Right. I'm like I, I'm sucking at this. Um, and then we did. We went and we found a couple of, of advisors and, and I got really close with them and worked with them over the course of a couple of months. And they really, you know, drove home some of the, the core principles that are important to uh, to understand, you know, being uh, uh, less. Um, uh, being less about like the roadmap and the, and the stuff that we're developing and more about like the people on the team and the stuff that we've done before uh, and leaning a lot more into like the speculative side of what we're doing here and, and less into, cause like with video games, like people want to know generally people want to know like, you know, how long is the video get like how much, how many hours of entertainment am I going to get out of the game? What do the graphics look like? You know, who, stuff about the main characters, stuff about the story. If it's a fighting game, how many characters there are. And so, you know, your, your campaigns in those, in that, in those worlds are really built around like cool sizzle reels and trailers and timing announcements where those, where the announcements like really reveal, they were, they're reveals of a lot of stuff. And in this space, the reveals are really less reveals and more like, uh, reveals for reveals, right? It's like you, you, you hop on and you, you hint at something that's going to happen, but like, you don't ever actually show it until it's like, 
done and people are ready to engage with it and, and be and, and like almost immediately ape into it and, and start using it whereas like you know, if you think about a call of duty or, or a battlefield or or a, you know any of those triple a titles you'll start seeing trailers for those you know sometimes the year before they come out right mm-hmm. um and that's just like kind of not the way it works in this space like projects sp- spin up and and thrive and die in the course of 24 hours yeah uh definitely relate on that level because it's like you know we we move so quick in this space and if you over promise things or if you i guess you spill the beans too early right it, it loses that excitement and that that wow factor within a few days right so um um that's that's uh it's super do- dope man um so when you like you know back to this big shift right like you know um, six months ago, you're like, man, I don't know if I'll be able to figure this out, you know, so w- what were some of those core things that you learned that, you know, helped you figure it out, help you get the lingo in and, and get you to this place today where you're like, you know what, I'll, I, I'm, I'm leading the charge, I'm making this happen, all, all that jazz. Yeah, I mean, I'll be really honest with you. I don't know that we've figured it out uh, yeah. yet, right? Like, I, I, I think we're still learning constantly. I will say the thing that, um, that really clicked for me was when we started doing these il- illustrations that we do on, when we share on our Twitter, we, we have one of our very talented artists uh, draw like high quality visuals of things that are happening in the ecosystem or in Twitter spaces. Um, so like we, we draw a bunch of the influencers from Twitter spaces in positions that they are talking about while they're on, while they're on spaces. So like uh, there's one guy who's a teacher and everyone always messes with him about being a gym teacher, but he's really an English teacher. Uh, and so we did like this this fun Web two versus Web three. His name's his, his online name is Everything, and in the Web two version, it was like him as a his PFP as an English teacher with all of the other PFPs for the influencers that he's often in spaces with in his English class. And Web three was him as a gym teacher blowing a whistle and all of those same influencers like doing push ups and pull ups in his gym. And so like <laughs> stuff like that just like, you know, the art's really good and the, it tells a story that, that resonates with people that are constantly in, twi- on, in Twitter spaces with these folks or on Discord with these folks. Uh, and we found that leading into that uh, has been really, really successful. Um, and then the other thing I've found is just like constantly finding ways to, to visibly give back to the community um, has been a really, a really good uh, mechanism for us. And honestly, um, a pretty cost efficient one, right? Like when I was in web two building video games and launching them we spent a lot of money on things like facebook ads and twitter ads and programmatic media and you really can't buy ads for nft projects yet like there's a lot of restrictions on on how you can advertise mm-hmm. and so we've taken you know that budget that we would traditionally use for for buying media to drive demand and instead just do giveaways almost constantly with it we give away grubhub every week to holders so i think we have one guy who's gotten like a thousand dollars in grubhub uh, since he's been in our Discord, um, we uh, we give away Nintendo Switches every week during game night. Uh, we give away NFTs and sold, you know, every 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 day during pop up games, but also during Wednesdays and Saturday game nights. So um, we're just constantly reinvesting the, you know, tens of thousands of dollars that we would otherwise spend in media directly into the community um, by way of you know feeding them and giving them video games and NFTs. Such a such a great perspective, right? Because it's like, you know, you, we talk about all about community building and that's really what it's all about. And it's like, okay, well, how much more can we invest and give back to the community versus, you know, just like, um, you know, just buying media in a sense, right? To bring more 
more eyes, but you know, this all works together. Cause you know, the more that you give away, the more that they're going to tell their friends, the more that they share on social media. And then you have this army of people sort of working for you to, to get you more eyes. So it's, it's very, um, a, a great place to spend money. And, uh, and then your, your community is very like, yo, I'm, I'm here for the long run now because, you know, they just want to keep sticking and staying. So I guess Grubhub, you know, for people that don't know Grubhub, that's just like a, like a skip the dishes kind of like, a, like an eating service that like delivers, you know, hot food to your door kind of deal. That's exactly right. It's like a, it's like an Uber Eats where you can order uh, um, uh, food at, and it just gets delivered straight to your door within, you know, 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, because I, I didn't understand because I'm up here in Canada. I'm like, I don't, we don't have Grubhub. I'm like, what, what, what's this whole Grubhub giveaway? I'm like, I, I, you know, I was like, uh, so yeah, I'm sure someone else maybe felt the same, but, you know, a lot of people know what Grubhub is. So, um, but, um, you know, back to like, you know, raising capital and stuff like that, right? I think it's very cool how, you know, as a company, you know, you're like, you're helping other people that are been wanting to invest their money in this space, but because of your credibility and who you guys are, you've, you found that it's been like a lot easier to, to bring capital into, you know, your guys's company, which is, which is super cool. And, and I, I really like hearing that. Um, but in terms of community build, um, I have one question for you on that part was basically like, do you have a big tip? Um, when it comes down to building the community like that you found that's worked really well you have to have you have to have one person that is not the founder of the project who is obsessed with the community and and like to the exclusion of everything else frankly like um and we found that that's been our most successful mechanism uh for for building community Seabass is our is our guy for that he actually we had Seabass like splitting um the responsibilities between Twitter and, and discord for a while. Um, and we actually just like, I started taking all of the Twitter and he started taking all of the discord because we found that it was just so much more efficient and effective for us to, um, uh, to uh, have him myopically thinking about the mods and the conversations that are going on and how people are showing up to game night and like the pr- production value of the events that we put into discord is like, super important to us right we have a dj that shows up uh every night for discord and spins music for uh for hours and we have uh, a professional um singer nft boy he's a one of the the people that's always on twitter spaces with us as well and he shows up and sings some songs acapella for us um and so just having like that having someone thinking about that programming as a product and as a as a real rigorous part of the business is 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 critical. And if you don't have that, your community is probably going to fail from what I've seen. Mm. And, and these DJs and and people that are contributing, are these people that like, you know, just, you know, became part of your community and they want to contribute and like, you know, have different talents where they're like, Hey, you know what? I'd love to spin for you guys uh, on these nights. Or are these people like you, you help you like went out there and found and like look to hire. Um, where, Where did those people come from? It's, it's both. Um, yeah. So, so we, we pay everyone who does work for us. So all the people I just talked about get paid. Um, cool. And uh, some of them we found uh, from the community and some of them we found from um, uh, just being out in Twitter spaces. So like DJ Benny, for example, uh, is one of our DJs that comes and hangs out. Um, he, we met him in Twitter spaces, you know, I, he's, he's always in them talking. And uh, when we started doing, 
um, these higher production value uh, game nights. I reached out to him and just said, hey, we'd really like to have you um, start doing this for us. Uh, all of the music for our game uh, comes from uh, community members who have said, hey, I make music and I'd like to provide music. And so, you know, we, we again pay them for that. Uh, sorry. So, and then uh, so DJs, yeah, basically everyone, everyone gets paid. And the majority of the people that we've, that we've uh, started relationships with um, are folks that we, that we met in our discord who like showed up and said, Hey, I like the rug revenants. I really like what you're doing here. And I have this skill and I'd like to use this skill to, um, to help the community. And then we start paying them to do that. Yeah, and this is something I share with a lot of founders and people that are, you know, diving into the space. It's simply like, you know, look, there's so much talent around here, right? It's like, you'll be able to find some of your best moderators, your best people um, directly from your community and you give them opportunity, right? And uh, as well for people that are listening who are wanting to find jobs and finding, you know, you want, I want to share my talents in different communities. Well, the best way to display that is literally just actively contributing without an expectation of return and, and, you know, adding value within that space, helping solve their problems. Right. And through, so, you know, you're, you're going to get recognized by a guy like Tony who will be like, you know what, you have some talent. We want you on the team. We're going to offer you a position, whether it's salary based or hourly based, whatever, right? And 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 you you can get paid, right? And and there, there's so much of that everywhere, and uh, and you know people are like fighting sometimes for these jobs, but it's like man, like you know just just actively contribute, show that you're going to do the work, and uh, you know we'd be more than happy to hire you. It's the same thing for for yeah, like, that's exactly the right that I build too. About it. For yeah. people who yeah, for people who are trying to to get jobs in the community the best way to do that is just to be super active, super helpful. Um, and, and like, it usually starts honestly to, to make it a little more real than that, than that feedback. It usually starts with just like being active in the chat. And like, mm-hmm. we have, I, I'll tell you, I think we have four mods that I can say this is true of Froji, uh, Paperclip, uh, Nami boy. And I think Lulu's a mod now. He might not be, but but he should be. He's going to be soon if he's not. But we have at least three, maybe four that that I can think of. That literally the only the the way that we started working with them was um, they were just like helping people in chat all the time. They you know they were like, hey, person who doesn't know how to play the game, here's the website. You know here's here's the here's how to here's how to interact with it. Here's how you can um, win loot boxes. Here's how you can open loot boxes. Uh, These are the founders. Like people come in and they have questions. And these people were constantly just, you know, answering those questions and being helpful. And then Seabass usually would reach out and be like, hey, man, we should look at Nami Boy for, for a mod position. He's, you know, this guy's in chat constantly helping out, playing the video game all the time, you know, ask, you know asking people what they think and, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And then inevitably, like, almost everyone has, like, a skill of some sort, right, that they, that they can bring to the table beyond, like, chatting in, in Discord. Um, and so, uh, we, we just look for those people and, and apply the, their, their talents, uh, as they, as they come up. And then some people come and they're like, Hey, I do this very specific thing. I make art. Um, but I also really want to be, you know, part of the community and part of the business. How can I do that? And then we'll kind of back into that and say, Hey, why don't you start by making some stuff that we really want? You can go look at, actually, we got a guy doing this right now. We just hired a new artist from the community junior. Um, and our most, uh, or second to most recent post is one of his illustrations, and he's an artist, but 
he's also like just a member of the community who hangs out in discord and helps people out yeah yeah it's 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 exactly the case it's like you know how many applications you get in those tickets and in your dms of people trying to apply for a position right hey i want to be a mod help me out yeah but like how many of those do you even look at or even bring on right versus it's like okay well i'm going to hire the people that are already actively contributing and i see their value right so those are the people you're going to be working with i think um you know resumes are kind of pointless and in in a lot of spectrums in my in my own personal terms so oh dude they're all a lie yeah and and you know as a as a you know manager as a ceo as someone like that's actively looking to hire somebody right it's like you know you're you're going to comb them through from like getting to know that person you know as in an interview setting or how they show up right versus like reading a piece of paper you're not gonna read 30,000 resumes on your desk when you could get a referral from someone who already says, Hey, you know, this person is, is good. Right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to skip the queue. I'm going to skip all this work going through all these things. And I'm going to first start talking to this person, see if that guy's the right person for this job. So, yeah, I mean, having a known quantity is just incredibly important. Yeah. So, so Tony, it's getting this time. I'd love to, you know, hear a little bit more about uh, your guys' projects, um, you know, why as like an investor listening to this, you know, wh- why, why should we know about this? Why, why should I potentially put, you know, money, you know, I, I recently bought um, one of your NFTs and, you know, um, I haven't, you know, actually used, used it in the game as well yet. So, you know, I'd love some more enlightenments on, you know, your guys' project, what you guys are doing. And I, and I think um, you guys have a good branding around like this whole rug scene. And uh, I think it's really cool. So um, let, let's hear it. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we are a, 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 game, a game studio, right? So when you buy our NFTs, um, you're buying, uh, you know, membership in the community, the, the OG community for what we hope is going to be something like Electronic Arts or Activision or, uh, you know, Sony Online Entertainment one day where we have, you know, many games uh, that are played by millions of people um, that are, you know, have a have different styles and, and value that they bring to people based on the type of game. And so if you uh, think that the idea of having like the ability to, to have the uh, an OG or limited edition or VIP experience uh, in you know every Battlefield game that you ever play or every Call of Duty game that you ever play or any indie game or um, or so forth that, that any of those companies that I just mentioned might uh, might make then then this is these are the projects for you because we're going to continue to reward our holders. Uh, with increasingly cool things within the games that we make as we as we roll out more games. So um, our next game is going to be a pet battle game, um, kind of like Pokemon. I'm actually I'm, I'm while I'm talking to you, I'm watching a uh, a test play right now of it. I'm watching two two people fight their their pets within Savannah um, on a on a screen where they're selecting their you know their attack style and whatnot. And so owning a rug revenant, for example, uh, will give you uh, front of the line access to get the best pets in pet battles. It'll get you discounts on the pets. Uh, you'll get exclusive skins, exclusive moves. Um, you know, imagine again, cool things that you would expect in a Pokemon type experience. Uh, you'll get those as a function of owning our our Genesis collection NFTs, either the Savannah eggs or now these Rug Revenant uh, NFTs. Um, and then um, beyond that, 
you know, we're going to be, we're going to continue to, to, uh, trying to, to have this conversation without sounding like a security, but, um, as we make lots and lots of money as a video game business, uh, the holders of our, uh, NFTs will be continually rewarded for holding our NFTs and being there at the beginning, I think is what I'm allowed to say. Yeah. Yeah, so what's the whole deal deal with like, you know, Revenge on the Rug pro- projects? You know, tell me about that storyline. Yeah, for sure. So, all of the enemies in our video games are actual rug NFTs that you that that exist on the blockchain. And so you're destroying uh, you know, rugs while you're playing the game. And then uh, if you burn a rug NFT, uh, you will get what's called a Genesis NFT, and that Genesis NFT holds charges. Um, and so if you use one of those charges and then you beat our game, you will get a loot box that has a valuable NFT in it. Um, and when I say valuable NFT, I mean something that we've gone and purchased from, uh, the secondary market and put in the loot boxes. So, uh, we have hundreds of Savannah eggs in there, which I think are trading on like 1.2 floor right now. Uh, we have, uh, a number of DJ and trash pandas. Uh, we have, um, uh, uh, an SMB, which is like an Abe Lincoln monkey. He's got an Abe Lincoln hat with an Abe Lincoln beard, smoking a cigarette. He's actually like one of my favorite SMBs. We have a D God in there. Um, and so you could play our game and win, you know, NFTs that are worth between one. And I think the floor of D gods is like 300 right now. Um, sold NFTs. So we, we're a win to earn game, meaning like you don't, we're not, there's not any sense of sort of uh, sense of like passive issuance of our, of our token. Um, but if you play the game, you can win our token, which you can use to enter raffles and upgrade your playable character uh, and make it more likely to beat the game. And if you beat the game, uh, you're, you have a chance at winning, you know, a $12,000 NFT or whatever 300 Solana is right now. Cool. And does it take quite some time to beat the game? Like, you know, as, as me, now that I have a um nft should i be playing this game as well because like am i missing out like yeah i mean we're going to keep filling the loot so the short answer is is yes you could be earning rug token and stacking rug token and stacking loot boxes right now um but we're going to keep refilling the the loot boxes as people win stuff from them so um we really view ourselves as a live service video game we're going to continue to add value month over month um, in the form of new loot to win, um, you know, better gameplay, more levels, um, you know, all that stuff. You're, you're going to be able to use our, our rug token to upgrade your playable character to have more health and move faster and fly, uh, which you can imagine would help you beat a game where you have to jump around and kill things. Um, and so we'll, we'll launch the, in the next week or so, we'll launch the ability um, to start upgrading your, your NFT, like, a, like an RPG game. Um, uh, so short answer is, Yes, you could be playing right now and winning stuff, and I would encourage everyone to do that if you if you like video games and you like winning things. Um, and we will uh, we will have uh, features rolling out in the next week or so that make it easier for people who uh, do not play video games all the time uh, to beat the game. Um, our best player can can beat the game in about thirty minutes right now, um, and our our worst player who can still beat the game uh, can beat it in about an hour. Um, I, I personally, as the creator of the game, uh, cannot yet beat the game, um, and I suspect that it will. I will need to use those power ups that I was just describing in order to beat the game. Hmm. Yeah, I will definitely take some time um, over this weekend to to 
dive into it a bit more because you know you definitely sparked my curiosity so i'm like okay i'm up for a challenge i i like beating stuff so so yeah that that's that's super cool um now dude um any any last things you need to add in in terms of you know like elevator pitching like your guys's projects your 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 gaming uh studio um is there is there anything that you you feel like you need to add in there this is where you were asking like what I'm still learning and what I'm, what I figured out about web three. Like, I never know how to answer this question. So um, I'll, I'll just tell you what I've been telling people and I'd love, you know, feedback from anyone who's listening anytime as to how to deliver this message better. But um, we really are a long-term project, right? Like I, I have made millions of dollars working at amazon.com and Nintendo and, and all of those other places. And so, you know, at any time that I want to go make a bunch of, of money instead of owning a business, I can just go do that. Right. Um, and most of the people on my team are in that same position. You know, Matt was at uh, riot when they sold to 10 cent and got a piece of that. Um, and, and similarly, the, the other co-founders are all had businesses before this. So we're, we're really trying to make a thing that lasts for a long time and is a big, you know, video game company mm-hmm. and not trying to make like $200,000 on a mint or a you know, million dollars on a mint. And so if that sounds interesting, to, to you as a NFT buyer and investor, um, then you should totally check out our projects. Um, and if, if you, if you are more, and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but if you're more interested in a, in a project or a team that's really focused on the floor price and like how quickly people are going to be able to flip, that is like not us just to be frank, right? Like we're building video games, building video games is really hard. Um, and we're going to, we're going to take all the time it takes to build them really well and, and build cool experiences. So um that it's not i don't know if that's really a pitch or 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 a turnoff but that's that's kind of how i describe our our ethos right now yeah and you know honestly you're one of those projects that you know i i basically invested into it because of you just being who you are right always showing up on spaces and i've just like heard you know tony 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 you know all the time um in, in in the communities that i'm a part of and i'm like okay well Sounds like he's a solid dude that I would put some money in towards, you know, and I didn't even know that there's all these co-founders and, and, and even your whole background at that given stage. Um, now that I do know it now, it's like even more bullish. Right. And this is exactly sort of projects that, you know, I personally like to invest into because, you know, I'm banking on the long term because, you know, Solana is here to stay for one thing. NFTs as a, as a technology it makes sense. It's here for the long run as well. And it's like, you know, I want to, I want to be a part of something early and be a part of something that's very innovative for, for the future to come. Right. And, you know, you guys are really here to be a top gaming studio within the Solana ecosystem. That's worth billions and billions of dollars already. Right. So it's like, you know, it's, it's just game time for, you know, as more people get on board it, more people get integrated into these ecosystems and learn about web three, learn about NFTs. Right. So it's like, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess not financial advice, but I, I do those, those are some projects that I like investing into. And that's like where I've have my best bags in are projects that are either, you know, service-based companies where they are providing services um, or software solutions, et cetera. Right. And, and earning you know, money from it or other gaming projects that are here to build a, a game first and a product first and here to really deliver on, on very high quality and, and here for the long run. Um, so yeah, those are some of the projects that I've um, heavily invested into. 
and um, yeah, I'm excited to see where the future lays for for you guys. It's it's gonna be fun. So, anyways, um, before we close out this call, as it's coming up to that hour mark, I don't want to keep us too long. Is there anything that you feel um, as well to add in? Anything that you know, a point that we missed that we could go deeper on? Um, is is there anything that you you find that we need to add in, Tony? You know, I don't think so. I, I really appreciate the the opportunity to come on and talk to your audience, and and uh, I can't wait to listen to this after your your editor gets it chopped up. Uh, I think this is actually my my first uh, podcast for Onekin, so I'm I'm excited to hear how it come, how it turns out. Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to distributing it and uh, pushing it out there as well, and and getting it out there for for the people to listen to because you know there's always you know a little bit of value from these episodes in terms of you know maybe that one little nugget that you can learn from a founder that you can then apply into your business right into your own philosophies i think it's a really big deal and then as well you know for your own investment bag right it's like it's so key it's so important to do a bit of your due diligence listen to who's behind the projects and and do your own research to figure out you know if if it's the right place for you to you know to invest however much money you're wanting to invest. And the nice part is you can start low, you know, you can get, you can get into this project for literally less than 30 bucks and and you park a flag, right. Or you can invest more and and put hundreds of dollars or thousands, right. There's, there's no, like, there's no cap, like literally anyone can get in and and be a part of it. And that's the beauty. And if, if you don't have any money, people can still get in because you become part of the community you earn your way, right? You get into these game nights, you get into well, we're, contests. We're a free to play game. Anyway, so you can play yeah. the game and win like right now. Like you can go win yeah. NFTs without spending any money right now. And, 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 you know, so it's like, yeah, to anyone listening, it's like never limit yourself for, um, from like one little out, like from one situation, right? If it's a lack of money, it's like, okay, that's just an excuse for you not doing it. So um, there's always a way, you know, I've have so many students who've turned literally next to nothing into thousands of dollars because they decided to learn about a subject, dive deeper and figure it out. Right. And as everyone that's like trying to learn about NFTs, you just got to put your 40 hours in hundred hours in and just start learning and educate yourself. So that way, you know, you can come out profitable and and actually be a part of it right you know i really encourage you know artists entrepreneurs other people that can see them like bringing a skill set into this space to just do it right and you never know what could what other opportunities that will lead to what amounts of money that could lead into and sort of what freedoms you get to create um, for your own life so um either way tony i think we'll wrap it up there I, i really appreciate you taking the time today um, you know, be on this call. And like I said, you know, lots of little valuable nuggets and, uh, thank you so much. Thanks, man. We will catch you soon, brother. Take care. Hey guys, you made it. This is the end of the episode. And before you, you know, tune away and, you know, go do your thing. I wanted to let you know a couple things of you know, what club NFT is here to really do, right? Because if you're, you know, struggling and, you know, not really getting the results that you're wanting in the NFT space as an investor or someone that, you know, being involved or maybe just getting started, you need to figure out where to even get started. Well, guess what? We got you at Club NFT. You know, Club NFT as a whole, we help, you know, beginners in the space, you know, become more profitable, right? We educate them, you know, and education trumps literally everything and they're going to give you that winning edge on most people, right? Because most people... 
fail in this space. We want you to become a winner as we understand, you know, NFTs are the number one money maker here today in 2022 in the online space, right? And you want to be a part of it. So if you want to figure out a little bit more about all these details, you can find that at clubnft.art. You'll find all the details there as well as you'll see some of our previous episodes. And as always, guys, I want to encourage you to share this with people, right? Let's get this out there, this podcast to more people as we want to empower more founders, more entrepreneurs to get involved in this space, right? So go do that right now. Share it to your story. Share it on Twitter. Uh, post about it as well. Don't forget to rate this episode five stars, right? You can do that on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and for the people that are still listening right now, I want to reward you. I want to give you a gift. And my gift to you is very simple. Once a month, I'm going to be doing a lucky draw. So people that go out and share this, people that go and give this five stars, I'm going to be you know, going through the, the people that rated this show. And I'm going to pick one random winner every single month until I decide to cancel this. Um, every single month, I'm going to give away a personal NFT from my collection, right? And I'm going to gift that to them. Maybe it'll be your first NFT. Maybe it'll be your hundredth one. But I want to give that to you guys as being a loyal listener, supporting me from the early stages. I want to gift that to you. Um, so that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you, and I hope you received tremendous amounts of value. Go check out the next episodes as we continue to find founders in this space and interview them and hear their perspectives of what Web3 is all about. As always, lastly, feel free to follow me on all social platforms. It's one handle. It is at I Trevor Johnston. At, yeah, that's it. At I Trevor Johnston. You can find me on all platforms. That's the letter I in front and Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. So very simple, guys. If you have any questions, need me, anything like that, or want to be featured on this podcast, simply just DM me and I got you. And uh, yeah, that's it, guys. So thank you. And remember, stay legendary.